This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Uh, This week overall wasn't bad or good. Uh, It was just, it was, it was steady. Um, Still trying to recover as I have been for the uh, previous week, still trying to kind of get through some things, kind of rearrange some things mentally um, and just be at peace. Uh, Like I said, it was, it was a very steady week. Uh, work was what work was. Had a couple of training sessions. Uh, wasn't really that that bad. Um, like I just I don't. Being an introvert is difficult for me to be training people and having to really like have discussions while um, while I'm training. And plus being remote, like it's it's just so much. Um, but it just was. It was the normal amount of being drained and and just trying to kind of get through uh, the week. Um, like I really been focused on getting my mind to be at ease. I'm having a hard time sleeping uh, with tossing and turning and um, just weird. Like I'm still having these weird dreams and it's like it's like I'm literally living in this this space of chaos in my dreams. And it's not that they're uh that they're like dark type dreams. It's just super active, causing me to wake up. Like I'll wake up in the middle of the night, like find myself like sleeping on my back, like with my legs crossed, like I'm at the beach or something. Like it's just it's just super crazy. I told you guys last week it felt like the bed had felt like it fell from up under me. And it's just so much going on. And I'm just trying to get through that. I'm just trying to be uh, more at ease so that I can actually rest when I'm sleeping. Um, and like I said, that's becoming difficult. It's leading to low energy while I'm at work. And like I said, being an introvert, I already uh, get stressed out having to really talk to people and or talk in meetings or training. Um, but it's part of my responsibility. So I have to do it. So I'm really trying to get to a point to where I can rest. Um, but other than that, week was the week was fine um, on a mental level. I'm really in this, this, how can I say? I'm really in this space right now that everything is a hard cutoff that alters my mental. Um, I noticed that I've been feeling off. So I have to do a hard cutoff. If I don't, it feels like I inherit whatever the the situation is, uh, being an empath as well. It's difficult while you're going through uh, mental stuff because you're you're compounding that on top of everybody else's stuff that you're trying to help. And like I said, these sessions are for us to to create conversations with our loved ones. If we have people that we trust, um, create conversations within ourselves um, and just be able to kind of keep our minds steady and free from um, the darkness. I learned that for me, 
it's easier for me to handle things when I say them out loud. So that's why I have these sessions and uh, I come on here and say what I say because it's it's to help you all, but it's also um, in all honesty to help me clear my mind and hopefully, like I said, create conversation. Uh, people reach out to me and you know we discuss what we talked about on the podcast. Like because after I recorded, I honestly do a technical listen back a technical visual, and then I look at it from uh, a consumer standpoint or a listen from a con- consumer standpoint, and I take notes and mental notes to to learn from what I'm actually saying to make sure that I'm able to, to keep it in motion so that I don't continue to have bad weeks. Um, the end of the year is always, it's always bad for me because of what it is, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting there to where I'm able to recover. Right. I'm able to uh, have the emotions that set upon me um, and and get through it the best way that I can, whether it's slow, whether it's fast, however it is. um, Just being able to get through it is the main goal. Uh, I did have some. I did have some stressful moments this week. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that the emotional, the emotional and mental Things that I'm going through is starting to show itself uh, physically um, on top of on top of that. I'm still having um, I'm still having side effects from having COVID. Like my taste is not is still not there. Like I ate some I ate some Fritos the other day and it tastes like chocolate. Um a lot of the times, like I can't really taste the food. It's just like a blank, uh, a blank palette of sweetness. Uh, I can't taste salty, so it's like when I'm cooking. I at this point, I don't have no idea. I mean, my baby's probably got high blood pressure at this point. I don't know, um, but I'm just all I'm I'm all tore up, and that's difficult. I'm not gonna lie, like that part is difficult because uh, I take pride in. Uh, how smooth my skin is. I know that sounds crazy, but how normally, you know, how my skin is still intact, but lately it's just been horrible and it's very discouraging, very frustrating. And I've tried so many different things to try to do it. So that on top of not understanding how COVID is still like affecting me, like it just, it's just created a high level of frustration. And I'm trying to to be able to deal with that and um, and get through it. So it's so much stuff. It's so much stuff on my plate right now, like trying to get through the mental, trying to get through the physical stuff that have nothing to do with COVID. Then um, the dry skin, the fatigue, like I'm still super fatigued. Like it's not like. Like now when I get tired, it's drastically tired. Like it's not a, all right, I could chill for a little bit and um, and then get up and get to whatever that I was doing or was supposed to do. It's more like, nah, you got to take a nap, get to whatever you're trying to do, then go to sleep for tonight. Like, and it's just, it's crazy how fast um, my energy is just gone. And that's not even a frustration, more of it's a fear, of how long is this? How long is it um, going to last? For one, uh, is there anything else that's going to come from this? Like, 
it's just it's really weird to me that I'm still experiencing this. And I had COVID, I want to say, last June, July. And we're in January, uh, middle of January at that. And I'm still experiencing this stuff. And it's scary. It's scary. Um, I know a few people in my group chat have uh, contracted COVID now, but they youngins and they feel like they feel like they can do what they want to do. I uh, hope they get it together and set their butts down somewhere because I'm telling you, if it hit, if it hit like it hit me, it's not, it's not going to be a good thing. Like it's just not, it, and it's hard to, it's hard to even explain um, because it affects people in different ways. But like I said, I went through and I feel like I, you know, I was one of the worst cases that I have experienced and or known of people who um, have had COVID. Like I really thought that it was over. So that has created this um, overprotective mentality in regards to, you know, people that I care about. Like I, I know at this point, you know, you, we got to live with it, figure it out, but it's just scary. And I just want people to, to be cautious um, and take the steps necessary for them to be protected and stop trying to be in the streets so daggone much. Like it ain't, it's not even worth it. Um, but yeah, so just going, just going on with the week and, uh, trying to deal with everything in general, uh, making sure that, I'm not getting sick, making sure that the kids are okay, um, making sure that, you know, they have their vaccinations and boosters and stuff like that. Like our immune system is extremely horrible. Um, I'm not I'm not for or against. I don't even get into those arguments. Um, I do what's safe for my kids. And like I said, our immune system is super duper um, horrible. So I have to take every precaution to make sure that they are safe and stuff. So just having to deal with all of that on top of regular life is it's man, I can't even I don't even know what to say. Like, honestly, like just watching people, uh, watching people get sick, um, seeing the numbers go up on the news. Like it's just it's it's crazy. Um, It creates a level of stress in me because. I my fear is catching it again because that was that was the worst I've ever felt like like and I've been in and out in and out of the hospital for different things pretty much since I was born. That was the I can honestly say that was the worst that I ever felt. And I've been close to I've been close to to death. You know what I mean? And it was just like like, yo, this is insane. Like, that feeling that. It's going to come back. It's it's scary, and I try not to think about it. I try. I really try my hardest to to focus on the now, and you know, I still make sure the kids wash their hands. I still make sure I wash my hands um, whenever I have to go pick up the groceries. Make sure you know we all wash our hands and stuff like that when we, after we put stuff away. Uh, but it's just the fear. It's, it really like it, it's crazy. And I know people like, oh, they want to give you the vaccine and the vaccine is this and the COVID is like and it's man made. And they want to argue. And th- and it's like, OK, cool. I, I get all that. But I would rather in 20 years. Find out something wrong with my arm than die next week. Like. It's simple for me. 
It's simple, you know, for the protection of the kids, because I can't have that extra stress on top of, you know, normal parent stuff, normal work stuff, normal life stuff. Uh, like I said, going through through. I don't wish depression. I don't wish any mental thing on anybody. I just I don't like just knowing how absent you are without your mind. Like, I don't wish this on, on no one. I'm trying to compartmentalize what you are really sad and are frustrated about versus the bouts of depression. It's crazy. It's chaotic. It's confusing. Um, and that's what I'm dealing with, trying to kind of order this stuff and, and prioritize prioritize what's the most important thing or what is the most important thing kind of attacking me um, as my mental goals and making sure that I let that be what it is and, and, and control what I can control and understand what I can't control. So that's been a fight in itself, just being able to just being able to uh, are trying to recenter enough to do that. Like I said, I mean, if you've been following the podcast, you guys know, like the past month, two months have been very, very difficult for me to kind of get my grips. Um, and I'm trying, you know what I mean? Like I say, every time I wake up, the goal is to make it through the day. Some ta- some days I win, some days I lose. Most days, you know, it's a 50-50, but we're getting there. And the idea is that I'll get on the other side of this and and the podcast will become one of a person who fought through it and made it to the other side, who is now trying to bring everybody on that other side and encourage everybody to get to that other side of the mental things and try to gain control of it. Um, I know what it feels like to just feel lost. I know what it feels like to just not understand like the whys and 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 the hows of of the feelings that that we have that are that are out of our control. And so I try my hardest to be uh rested enough at least to control my mind the best that I can, right? And with that, like I I tell you guys um for me isolation works. Because and it, it's not for everybody. I don't know if I said that on this podcast before. I, I want to be very clear in that I am not encouraging anybody with a healthy um, support system to isolate. Like, I isolate because I don't have a healthy support system. And what I mean by that, I don't have a support system of people who truly 100% understand uh, because they went through it. It's more of... Um, people who understand from empathy. And sometimes that's difficult because it feels, it feels like you're antagonizing, even though like you're trying to be genuine because you haven't went through it, but you're trying to understand. Whereas if you're actually gone through uh, the actual thing, it's, it's more helpful to be with people that can understand in that way. So again, I'm not, if you have a, a, a support, system that is loving and caring and that fits you. I am not in no way encouraging isolation. That will probably not be a good thing for you. Um, 
But if you are a person who um, is very empathetic and you you put everything kind of like on your shoulders and try to help people and stuff like that, like if you're going through any uh, level of mental uh, anguish, uh, I don't su- I, like I don't suggest that you continue to uh, be around people because you're gonna you you need that isolation so that you can figure out what is truly your feelings, what is truly your thoughts, what is truly uh, the thing that's attacking you, and to release everything else, right? And that's why I always talk about isolation because for me, like when I'm having these one-on-one conversations and I'm hearing people going through things, like I'm immediately trying to help. Like I'm the person like, you know, uh, if you need money, if you need food, if you like, you need a babysitter, like I'm there. I'm right. Like I, I don't no questions asked, but in the time that I'm in now where I really need to, to gain control over, you know, over the depression, really try to control the anxiety. Um, cause I don't want to be on medicine forever. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be able to be healthy enough to, you know, healthy enough and be in my right mind and at peace enough not to really have to deal with the medicine. I'm again, I'm for everything that helps. I'm for everything that has a possibility of help. I'm not one of them. Like, I don't care. I'm, I do what's best for uh, for me health wise. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't that bad of a week for me. Like I said, it's just a matter of recentering enough for my meditation account. Sometimes you become, or for me, sometimes I, I, I have an emotional deficit. So the meditation is just kind of getting me back to the point, like to the starting point. So now I could kind of get over that hump and start, um, really improving. And I feel like this week I'm kind of almost at the starting point. Um, so as, as I begin to meditate this week, uh, you know, tomorrow, the next day, whatever, um, I think I'm starting to get to that point to where I'm becoming more centered. I'm becoming more aware. I'm getting back to my, uh, my place of peace that I'm able to maneuver through things that, I have to maneuver through to to live my life. But like I said, it's not that it was it was that bad of a week. Like 50 it was it was 50-50. So to me it was it was it was um no movement. I'm sorry. Uh Alexa just be talking out of nowhere. Anyways, um Oh well, I can't get up. Alexa just started playing some type of music out of the blue. So if you hear it, I do apologize. Um, But it wasn't that it was all that it was all bad. Right. Like I was very excited and I am very excited because. um, The business like I'm I'm getting so excited about the interactions that I'm able to have now with the business. At first, it was very difficult um, because I just really wasn't understanding like the the need to um the need to excuse me to post every day and to kind of because like I have a page for the business but I kind of wasn't posting really I just was um every now and then I would you know post a site and, and then post one thing here or there um sorry 
um, that will post here and there, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't really kind of interact with people. I wouldn't, I wasn't like following a bunch of people. I just was staying in my own, my own space. And then when I had my breakdown um, a couple of weeks ago, I found it, I found, I had to break down a couple of weeks ago and I started following people on Instagram. And then ever since then, I've been getting inbox after inbox, DM after DM of services, items, like of things that I've been looking for for a while. And like, I got excited and I was like, oh man, like we, we almost here. You know what I mean? Like, these are the days that I was looking for. It's, it's, like I said, the anxiety of knowing better days are ahead, but just not being there physically, it just creates so much. And understanding that I get so excited, like I'm not concerned about the views on the site. I'm honestly not uh, not that concerned about the purchases and lack thereof, like of continued purchases, because I'm being I'm able to do this right now with. Just me trying to understand how I like like what I ha- what I understand, um, but when I put the things in place that will allow me to further the business, market better, uh, make the investments that I need for the items, like just the idea of that has made me so excited. And like I just I get pumped up um, knowing that I have an idea. Uh, knowing that I have a complete picture of what the business uh, is going to be. My thing is I'm being patient in the steps that I'm taking so that I don't overexert myself for one. And then for two, I don't want to rush the process because a lot of times you can step ahead before you're prepared to, and that'll ruin the whole thing. So just having those notes down of where I want the business to go next or what I want to do next, um, having the idea of um, how I see the the business as a whole, like it's, it really helped me this week be positive. Um, it helped me clear my mind a little bit because I was focused on that I was focused on that stuff and uh, focused on uh, responding to the DMs and kind of checking out what these manufacturers have, uh, what services they provide, how it works, um, and all of that. So, yeah, I, I just I was hype. I was hype, and it it solidified for me. Like the responses, the responses that I'm getting and the messages that I am getting from people without me even knowing it solidifies my thought process and my reasoning of when I tell you guys to hit me up, uh, then the, 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 it's necessary to have that communication, right? I had no idea where these I have no idea where these companies are located, who these people are. It all happened because I answered someone's call to action of reaching out. And I reached out to one person and one person turned into 10 person, turned into 20 person, turned from uh 
from one social media platform to all of my social media platforms of people reaching out to me of things that I know will further my business. So when I'm telling you guys Poetic Properties on Twitter, Poetic Properties Podcast on IG, it solidified it for me. Because opening that door just to have that communication is really helpful. And you never know what's going to happen from that communication. I might be able to help you get through something that's been blocking you for years. You may be help, uh you may be able to help me get through something that's been blocking me for years and, and help me with a process. Who knows? But the idea of having you guys have access to, to my DMs and have access to me is, again, I have to learn and I have to teach. And I have to learn and I have to teach. So the idea is we're going we're gonna, to uh, uh, trade ideas. We're going to trade ways to get through. We're going to be respective of each other's space. We're going to be honest in our responses because that's what we are here for. And that's what the space is for. Like I, I, I said last week, this is not a place for us to dwell. Like this is the place for us to state the problem. Think about a solution. Come to a conclusion. So. That's why for me or or them, the people reaching out to me, how they did just out of the blue off of me, just answering that action, the call. Like when I say I've been flooded with inquiries just off that one action, a call just off somebody saying, oh, go to that page and do that and, you know, research it, blah, blah, blah. I did that. And so many things opened up to me. So many, hey, I noticed your page. I noticed you're trying to do this. Uh, hit me up, you know, this, that, and the other. And, like, at first it's like, all right, y'all are a bunch of bots. But then as I'm, like, going through it and and it's like people are hit, like, hey, I noticed you You looked at the message, but you didn't say nothing. And I'm like, my bad. I, I, I thought you was a bot. But that got me excited just, and it distracted me. It distracted me from everything that 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 goes on on the negative, everything that's that's frustrating during the week, everything that's a little bit hard, anything that takes me uh, takes me off of off of my path for the week. Like that type of stuff brings me back and it distracts me from all that. It creates a, a higher level of focus of what I'm doing. It solidifies certain things that I'm already doing and it encourages me to continue to do them because again, I, I don't even understand why I even said hit me up on Twitter or hit me up on IG because I'm an introvert, but I'm also a person who, who wants to help people. I want to make sure that, that my folks are okay. I want to make sure that we have safe spaces. I want to make sure that, um, we know it's okay to be vulnerable. Like I said, a lot of us don't have, um, good support systems. Like, and I'm not saying like bad people, but a good support system is, is people who truly understand you and what's necessary to help you just like you understand them and what's needed um, to help them. They know when to just be, they know when to give advice, they know when to say you tripping, they know when to 
tell you to chit like that's what a good support system is. It's not someone who is trying to lead you from a space that they don't know nothing about, right? And so, yeah, I, I it seeing that really solidified that for me. So again, like I said, hit me up. Hit me up. Let's have our discussions. Let's do our mental health checks. Um, let's not be afraid, especially my guys. Like, let's not be afraid to to be vulnerable and uh, have the emotions that we need to have throughout our life to be human. Like, you you don't got to be tough all the time. You could cry if you need to. You could scream if you have to. Like, you don't you don't have to be tough all the time. You don't have to hold all that stuff in. Um, and just thinking about that, like. Just thinking about that, that op- that being open, um, it reminded me. Um, it reminded me of it reminded me when I was younger, and I played sports like my entire life, my entire youth, my entire youth. I played sports, and we had conditioning. So before we can get pads, we had to do, I think it was 14 days, we had to be out there. And for that 14 days, uh, it was considered hell week. And so hell week pretty much is trying to figure out where the weakest link is. Um, it's also conditioning. So you're, you're doing pushups and sit-ups and sprints and gassers and, and back pedals and bear crawls and duck walks. And like, it's just straight conditioning. It's seeing, you know, if you fast, if you slow, it's sizing you up to figure out what position you're going to play, what position you, you might be good at. But the idea is to, while you're conditioning, it is to weed out the people who, are weak pretty much because a lot of people don't make it through hell week. A lot of people don't make it to, to getting pads. You, you know, you're side by side with people and you know, one day, the next day that person done quit. Like, like I told y'all my first year I was out of there. It wasn't, it wasn't a hell week that like I made it through hell week, but Timothy and Dederick was bruh. Every time I think about football, I think about them too. Like, cause they was not, I didn't understand how they hit so hard as children. Like, where did you get all that power from? But a lot of people didn't make it. Like it was, it was painful, right? Like people would be crying. Like it would be very difficult. Like having people busting out their inhalers, like it was bad. But you had to get through that to get to, to get to, to the pads. And then when you got to the pads, started your hitting drills like yeah we did like a uh, uh, position we did position uh um drills so the running backs with the running backs corners quarterbacks etc we did that but uh, still we're doing hitting drills now because now we have to see if you can take the hit can you give a hit can you take a hit what's your emotions like when you when you um when you get hit right Excuse me. Horrible. Telling you right now. Like it was it was very tough to get used to. Very tough to get used to. That stuff is heavy. Like your first couple of years, that stuff is heavy. Like the helmet, the shoulder pads, gotta wear these stupid cups and hip pads and girdle. Like it's so much. It's so much. 
But as you stick to it and, and, and you get stronger, you start realizing the necessity of hell week. You, understand, you start understanding the necessity of the pain. Like why it's important to go through the ankle sprains and the, the finger jams and uh, the, the grass in your eye, the allergies, like needing, like you start understanding the necessity of that. Because what happens is now when it's time to perform, everything becomes second nature. Because you're, you're, you're being taught to, to think under pressure. You're being taught that through all this chaos, like, what are you going to do? How are you, how are you going to handle yourself through all of this? Right? We got older and then hell, we became two a days and we had to go to practice in the morning, had to go to practice at, in, in the night. I mean, yeah, in the evening, um, and the morning was, again, that was the conditioning. That was to see what kind of heart you had. That was to see, you know, where you were at mentally, physically, uh, how you would handle things. Again, very, very hard. Very difficult. Like, for our age. Like, I don't want to make it like we was being tortured or anything. Like, we probably were. Who knows? Um, but we had to go through that. And in, in second practice, that's when we did, we ran our plays. We ran our receiver drills, our DB drills. That's when we ran our drills. We had to do that for two weeks. We had to do that for, for two weeks. And it was, again, it was chaotic. And I'm saying chaotic as far as getting our bodies in condition, lifting weights and, and, and then turning around and putting on our pads, going to hit, uh, going to do full practices, full scrimmages. But we had to do it. Hell Week prepared us for that, right? I remember 11th, wait, was it? It was like 10th or 11th, I believe. Our summer workouts, they added uh, aquatics. So because we would work so hard, they would allow us to swim. But we would have to, of course, it's still a workout, right? Um. And they disguised it as fun. And so we would have relay races, like in the, the swim team's pool, not like a, a house pool, but at the actual high school swim team, like we would swim in their pool. Um, and we had two pools. We had the pool where they would do their races, and then we had pools where uh, they would do their diving. So we would, we would have our time of we would race, right? And to us, it's fun, right? It's it's fun, but like at the time, it's fun. We're just racing, but in actuality, we're we're working out. Like, but because we so competitive, we're not realizing that we're really working out. We're just trying to get we're trying to get with it and win. Like that's just what it was. Um, then they would let us jump off the high dive, and you know, see who can make the biggest splash, yada yada, whatever. But then we had to tread water and I'm going to keep it a buck. I think that was the most dangerous thing that they've ever had us do. And, and trust me, like we would be, we would run, 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 run until we threw up. And still, I feel like that treading water was the most dangerous thing that they ever had us do. And I say that because 
the rules were like we had we 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 had to tread water. We could not touch the side of the pool for a certain amount of time. And if you did, like they would get the uh the swimming net or the the swimming net, the skimmer. And they would like push your arms off or whatever. And so of course, you you would try to find your you would you would try to find your ways to cheat, right? You would try to find your ways to kind of sneak and hold on or or whatever. But the like the only rule you could do whatever, but the only rule was you couldn't touch the side for that period of time. And it was those summer days for those couple of years where I learned that I learned the importance of being able to to think on your feet. Last week I spoke about finding peace and chaos. And if you have ever treaded water, I don't care if it's for a minute. I don't care if it's for a few seconds. You know your mind races. How do I how like how am I going to float? How am I going to stay here? What if I get tired? What if I like it's so much that you have to think about. So um, in the midst of being challenged physically because you're treading water trying to stay afloat. It's mentally as well, because. You're trying to figure out how do I preserve my energy? Right. How do I preserve my energy to get through these minutes without cheating? Like I said, of course, we kids, we teenagers, whatever. Of course, we're going to try to find a way to sneak and grab the wall when we get too tired or whatever. But as we started getting stronger, you know, few of us was able to not grab the wall. I remember often. Like. They wouldn't tell us anything except for don't touch the wall. I remember, you know. A few of us like tried to figure out if we could float. Um, like, would swimming be would 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 swimming back and forth? You know, trying to um, make the time pass with that work. Um, and for me, I found the best thing for me when doing those drills is as I'm treading water and everybody is moving. Is for me to get enough air and let myself sink, right? Just completely let go, kind of shake my arms out, like to give it, a, to give them a rest, right? And just float down a little bit, let my arms hang, and then slowly swim back up to the top. Boom, my arms are not as tight because I was able to loosen them up. Um, but I found that helped me. I found that being in the midst of all of that treading water and the waves coming and everybody splashing and us moving around and trying to figure it out. Um, I figured out the calm, like I was able to become calm, like because. Of course, you're going to play because you these are your friends. Like for me, my high school football team was half of people that I grew up with in the neighborhood and half of people that I played football with in Pop Warner. So we had all known each other forever. So 
of course, you want to play around. Oh, let's laugh. Let's push people on the water. Let's let's do this. Let's that. Let's do that. But at some time, you got to get serious, right? And you have to you have to figure out how serious your conditioning is, and how serious or how much you want to improve, and how much stronger you want to get. You got to figure that out. And at some point, we all did. It was different days, like, all right, everybody playing around, but it's it's different times that we like, all right, no, ain't nobody playing. Like, let's go. Let's get this done. We tired. Let's let's everybody let's stick together. Let's not cheat. Let's tread the water and let's go. So I found for me, just letting go to give myself that few seconds. Just that 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 free falling. Like, I don't know if anybody, like, I don't know how y'all was in the pool, but for me. I used to like to flow all the way down to the bottom. I don't care if it's eight. Like I think the furthest the furthest I've ever done this was at that's at my school, which was twelve feet. But just sink all the way to the bottom and just sit there as long as possible. And then go up. And I found that that released so much for me. Just being able to let go, being able to understand that in the middle of this tread and water, you have you don't have an option of going to the side. You're getting too tired swimming back and forth. You can't hold on to to the person next to you because they're trying to trail water, too. They don't have nothing. Y'all both going to sink together and, and, and it's going to create chaos. Because when you're holding on to someone, your instinct is like, oh, you're trying to drown me. So you, it's chaotic. So in those moments, I start realizing for me, I got to let it go. My peace has always been in letting it go. And now I'm starting to realize that this whole time I've been treading water. This whole entire time, I've been treading water. My baby died, treading water. Um, can't see my oldest daughter, treading water. Issues with my parents, treading water. Um, issues in relationships, treading water. Issues with my kids, treading water. And I started to have little by little let stuff go. And I had to understand why I was letting it go. Like it takes so much energy to to. To protect your peace. And I'm not talking about protect your peace like they say on social media. I'm talking like for real, like. I really have to protect the energy that I have by all means necessary. The reason why I am so. Extreme as it results to isolation is because. Every everything that I have going on with me, right? Everything health wise that I have going on me, and I'm talking to things that are like there's no cure for them. There's just you just got to deal with it and hope for the best. They all have to do with stress. They all have to do with stress. My muscle, my muscle disorder, my heart disease, like my lungs, everything has to do with stress. So I don't have the luxury to. Be arguing with people. I don't have the luxury to be fighting and 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 doing all of that and being hype like excessively. I don't have the luxury to do that. Like I would hate for 
my ego to to get in the way and I get into an argument and 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 faint or something and that'd be it because I can't control my anger and I can't control my temper. So that's why I am so heavy in on uh, isolation. Right. Because I've been treading water over all this stuff this entire time. This entire time. I'm creating extra chaos treading water. Not wanting, not wanting to to have the appearance of giving up. Not wanting to have the appearance of of being mean. Like it's necessary. It's necessary for you to tread water. It's necessary for you to um, have to deal with those things because as you're treading water. So as I'm dealing with all these things, I'm being forced to to have complete action, mind, body, and soul. I'm being forced to think about. What my responses have to be. I mean, like verbally, I'm, I'm I'm being forced to. Can I handle that mentally if I do this that way? Can I handle this physically if I do this that way? Can I handle this uh, 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 emotionally? Like I'm forced to think about that, and I'm reminded of the conditioning of like th- those years of treading water, and what brought me peace in the most chaotic space that I feel like I was ever in voluntarily, right? I don't feel like, I don't feel like then, just like I don't feel like now, that the coach's intent was pain. I feel like the 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 intent was strength. I would hope that people around me, and even with the things that I'm going through right now, that people aren't purposely trying to create chaos, that, even though it's not working, they're trying to create growth, right? Because you got to know how to deal with people. You got to know how to talk to people. You got to know how to treat people. Like you, you, you have to know your place when you're dealing with anyone, just in general. And so I'm reminded of that. And I know I always talk about isolation. I know it because that works for me. But it hit me, I want to say a few days ago, like, Oh, wow. Remember when we used to have to trail water and what you used to do? And I'm like, that's what I'm doing now on a mental level. Like, that's what's needed for me on a mental level. It didn't matter that it looked stupid to someone else. It didn't matter that it looked dangerous to someone else. It didn't matter. Like, it wasn't even like, oh, I'm doing this to stand out. Like, we just figuring out how to get through this time. And... That's how I am in life right now. I'm just trying to figure out to, to how to get through th- this chaotic time that I'm in as peaceful as possible. And like I said last week, sometimes you got to be comfortable in chaos and not create more commotion trying to escape it. You got to find your way. And for me... In the middle of this ocean that I'm in and this fight with me fighting against the current, with me trying to stay above water, I know I'm going to have to sink. I know I'm going to have to get low. It's inevitable because I don't I don't have the strength to stay up 
every day. I tell you guys all the time, some days I have good days, some days I have bad, some days I have horrible, who knows what it's going to be. But as long as I'm able to wake up and breathe, I'm going to keep on fighting. I'm going to keep on challenging myself. I'm going to keep on trying to make the right decision in the midst of it all. I'm going to try to keep on when 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 work is bad, I'm going to try to, you know, get some positive from the family. When the family is bad, I'm going to try to get some positive from the business. When I'm frustrated about the business, I'm going to try to get positivity by, you know, making sure we have a good session on a podcast. It's all about how you handle treading water. Are you conditioned enough for it? Like, what is your conditioning level as a result to where you're trying to be in your life? Doing this podcast has taught me and has brought to light so many things in regards to the conditioning that I went through playing sports. And I really never thought that I would even think about that as a life lesson, like, ever. But as I'm going through things and playing through things in my head, like all those lessons, all that conditioning, all, all that learning how to lift weights properly, learning how to run properly, learning how to, you know, uh, tackle properly, all that stuff is coming into handy as an adult. Because I think about that stuff and how I was able to get through pain. I think about that stuff, how I was able to to get through mental stuff. Because when you're playing football, running track, whatever, um, you got to be as smart as you do uh, be. You have to be as smart as you are in physical shape. Because you have to read things in real time. You have to react in real time. You have to know when to start sprinting, when to float, and when to dig it home. Like you, You have to know those things. But when you are in the midst of conditioning, you're just like, bro, what is wrong with y'all? Why do y'all have us running like this? Why do y'all have us doing this many push-ups? Why do y'all keep on stopping and going? Why do you have us up one, down one, hold it? Like, why? Why are we bear crawling so far? You're not thinking about what comes after that. You're not even realizing how strong you are because of that, even in real time. The only time, like for real, the only time you realize how strong you are is um, if you're one of the people lucky enough to have uh, people look at you for college. Because you have to, I think it's 225 or 235, like you have to, you have to, um, you have to max out, right? But that's really the only time that, like, you really know how strong you are. Like, everybody feels like they're strong, but you don't realize until you have to do stuff like that. But Thinking about the conditioning, thinking about the pain, thinking about the anguish, the 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 uh, the heartache, the fear, thinking about all that, and then peeping the overcoming in in how good you were and how good you did and how you performed and stuff like that, right? I look at that now as I'm going through the stuff with the boys, right? Boys, they they they're teenagers now. Super smart mouths, and not even smart mouths like disrespectful. They're teenagers, right? So the way they talk is different. They're finding their voice. They're finding their terms of of whatever. So certain things 
I have to deal with certain like because certain things I be I feel like ah, I got off my grass, but also like I'm gonna do that just for the sake of doing it because you're my son. Like I'm not gonna like we ain't cool. Get out of here. Like you don't know like, but I learned that from conditioning. Like there, the, like as a parent, the conditioning is. You know, from birth to about 10 or 11. Once they get about 10 or 11, now they, it's, they're showing you what you taught them. And if you've done an okay job, like teenage to the time that they move out, it'd be pretty cool, right? Because you 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 put them in the best position that you possibly could have um, during conditioning to keep them strong, get their minds right and stuff. So now they know how to behave and all that stuff. Like my kids do, like. I've never met anybody like who who deal with my kids that says my kids are anything but respectful. And I love that. Um, so I pat myself on the back for instilling that into them and them um, elevating and carrying that on. But it's a conditioning. So now as I'm treading water, when I'm listening to them have conversation with each other and I'm listening to them argue and I'm and, and then they uh, they got base. Excuse me. They got based on a voice when they talking to me. Do I create more commotion by trying to be tough or do I just sing to the bottom and like choose my battles? There's certain things I'm just uh, whatever. And so as I'm maneuvering through this, this, this mental fog that I'm in, as I'm maneuvering through um, the depression, I'm starting to gather that I'm like, I'm trying, how can I say it? That information is physically being drawn back to me, right? To be aware of those days I had to tread water to being aware of those days that I had two a days I had hell week, had to get used to the pads, had to lift weights, had to run circuits, had like had to do big threes. I'm, I'm reminded of all of that pain, but I'm also reminded of what happened when I found peace in it. I'm also reminded of, uh, of, of, the the jumping off the diving board and having fun because fun is fun really means nothing if you don't if you can't ever be serious and being serious is super ass if you can't never have fun so having that balance it's like it's coming back to me and it makes me feel more comfortable when I talk about isolation when I talk about not even isolation per se but more so letting stuff go just understanding that it's time. It is time for you to allow that that hate, uh, uh, um, that hurt, that disrespect. Like it's time for you to just let it die. You don't got to hold on to that. You 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 like we hold on to so much unnecessarily because we feel like. That has to be at the top of our mind because when I see that person and when I say this thing, I'm going to feel great. But you're not. Like at all. So, like I said, in regards to how I respond to people, like, am I am I going to 
Like, do I care if you're going to be a part of my life after I respond to you? I move like that with everything. And I'm okay with that. And this stuff coming back to my memory, it makes me okay with that because I remember that chaotic time and I remember what allowed it to, what uh, 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 allowed me to find peace was letting go. Right? Was moving away from, was standing up to. It don't matter what people think that you are, it matters. What you know that you are. I know who I'm trying to be. And I'm trying to be the person that I say that I am every every day. It has nothing to do with anybody else's perspective of who I am or who they think that I am or who they want me to be. I'm going to be who I'm supposed to be. And I'm still learning that. But this phase of my life is... I got to learn this part by myself because you wildin because you don't you don't understand. You don't want you want the best for you. You want the best for you. You don't want the best for me. You want what looks like it's the best for me because you want credit for helping me get through. it. You want credit for for being there. Like when people when, when you come across people who want credit. For doing the things that they're supposed to do. Like if I tell you I love you. It's just certain things that I'm going to do. Because I've grown to that emotional stance that I love you. And I'm not even talking about just romantically. I'm talking about as a friend. Like it's just certain things that I'm here for. Because I have become emotionally attached to you. You have become emotionally attached to me to the point to where we can give each other advice to the point to where we can tell each other where we're wrong, where we're not. Getting there takes conditioning. It takes the hurt of losing a relationship. It takes the disrespect of a friend. It takes the overbearing uh, a parent, the, the, it takes chaos with your sibling, sibling, sibling. <laughs> it takes that stuff for you to get to where you need to go. Without that conditioning, you're going to have to continue to tread water and you're going to get tired and you're going to be trying to save face for everybody. And you're going to realize that as strong as you're getting, you are still weak because you are trade you are treading water for everyone else. You are being a shoulder, you are being an ear, you are being a financial support, you are being mental support, therapist, uh, 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 medical support. You're doing all this stuff treading water because you don't want to be looked that way. Whole time. You in shambles. And that's how I was. Honestly, that's how I was. I felt like I was overreaching. I started getting that feeling like, dang, I'm like, I'm I'm helping everybody. That ass. Don't matter. Hands down immediately. I'm helping you. I don't care if, if I know you for two days, three days, a year. Two, like, if you ask me, I'm going to help you. But then I start bugging out because I'm like, man, it's, it's, it's situations like right now, like mentally. I'm going through it. 
but nobody seems to understand. Right? So I'm bugging out. Like, how is it that I'm available for everybody and nobody's available for me? But that's a me thing. Because while I was treading water, I wasn't focused on what I was doing. While I was treading water, I was focused on, hey, do you need my energy? I'll, I'll give it to you. I can hold you up. Hey, do you need this? Well, I'm treading water. So little by little, I'm putting stuff on my shoulders and, and, and I'm not even able to let go. Because now I have, I have forced you to put your trust in who I am. Whoever, what's going on? I have forced you to to put your trust in whoever I am. And now I can't let go. Because I've overreached. Because I want I want everybody to see me strong. I want everybody to see me win. I want everybody to see me floating. I want to uh, I want to be right right there when they call the winner's name. I want to I want to be right there because if not, then all the work don't mean anything. Everything that you did don't mean nothing because you're not recognized. I know that like I know y'all gonna be like he wilding. There's a movie called Talladega Nights. In Talladega Nights, the dad tells Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you're last. So the entire time, Ricky Bobby has dedicated his life to being first because his pop said, if you're not first, you're last. And he's doing all this stuff with that thought. No other, like, he don't care if it makes sense or not. It's just if you're not first, then you're last, right? So it's an old movie. I don't want to go I like, and it's not a movie podcast. Eventually, him and his dad have a conversation, and he tells his dad, like, well, you said if you're not first, you're last. And his dad was like, I was high on peyote. You could be second, you could be third, like. That was so deep to me. Because the world is based off of, of, of you winning. And sometimes people feel like them winning is other people noticing them win. Because we are oversaturated with that idea, we lose a lot. We overreach a lot. Like we like we want people to see us like we, we want people to see us helping the homeless. We want people to see us buying a new car. We want people to see us in a new watch. Um, we want we want to be seen with all those things, but we don't want to show the pain and conditioning it took to get there. Everybody has this idea of what their relationships going to be based on, quote unquote, relationship goals that they see from people posting online. You have no idea what those people are going through. You see a tailor-made thing for a brand. Right now, everything is a brand. Relationships, friendships, like beyond business. Everything is to put people in position to make money from what they're doing. I'm not mad at it. That's just how it is. But that idea is so diluted that it puts pressure on people to be 
something that they're not. It puts pressure on people to tread water for others while others are at peace letting things go because they know they have given that to you now. And you don't want to look bad because you don't want them to be able to say that you did them wrong. So now you're drowning, carrying all that stuff. But guess what? You made them look good. You over here, your car about to get repoed, but you made them look good. You over here, no food in the house, but you made them look good. Again, I want everybody to be treated equally. I want everybody to be respected the same. But you have to be able to go through life and learn. And when you get to the point to where it's time for you to be by yourself and execute by yourself, you have to be able to do that. It is so important that you don't ignore your isolation period because we all need it. There is a time that it, that you were going to get to in your life and it it's not going to be uh, aggression. It's not going to be anger. It's not going to be malice. But you're going to get this feeling of. I got to do this by myself. And it's important that you don't ignore that. Because that phase of your life is going to teach you so much. When you put yourself on an island by yourself, you have to obtain a certain amount of knowledge. You have to figure out how to obtain the resources necessary for you to do what you need to and go where you need to go by yourself. But you don't learn that without the conditioning. You can't just be swimming back and forth. Because as we're treading water in in our mind, we're like, okay, if I swim back and forth, that'll pass up time. No, you 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 just exerting you're wasting energy. You're wasting energy thinking that you are doing the right thing. Because at the end of the day, standing still in 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 floating or 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 treading is easier than doing laps. But you don't know that until you're conditioned, until you realize, hey, I feel more tired doing this. Maybe I should try to tread a little bit longer. It's not about looking the strongest. It's not about being stronger than someone else. It's about you being stronger than what you were yesterday, whether that be physically or mentally or financially. It's about you making each day that you can better than your last day. We go through so much time carrying so much on our shoulders that don't even like for what? You carrying that for somebody else. You're not saying nothing to this person for the sake of how they're going to feel when you are feeling miserable. At what point do you. At what point do you. Let go and reset. And say. I'm running my business from my ideas. I'm doing this job from my skill. I'm raising my kids. I'm I'm being a husband. I'm being a wife. I'm being a mother for me. At what point do you get there and understand what it takes to push everything that don't belong to you off of your shoulders and start treading water for yourself? Start conditioning yourself for better days. 
Start conditioning yourself so, you know, 10, 20 years from now, when when you're going through something, you have that thought of treading water. You have that thought of the conditioning necessary, like, because we forget. We do. Like, I, like, I'm telling you, I never think about that. Like, unless I'm talking to my boy, Mac, I never think about Hell Week. I never think about, um, like, what we did to, like, in practice. I never think about that stuff. But it hit me and I'm like, yo, that stuff is like those moments are way more important than I thought. Because as an adult, everything is built off of pain and chaos. That's what pushes you to the next level. I always say, man, it sucks. It sucks that it that it's that this is what it is. But without pain, there is no idea of perfection. And without that, we don't get pushed. Without pain, we don't get pushed to the next level. We get comfortable and complacent and, and, and cool. And that's where we find ourselves at when we are treading water for other people. When we, when we are believing in who people want us to be as opposed to who we want to be for ourselves. And it takes us to go through that. It takes that pain to hit us for us to be like, yo, like I don't belong here. This is this isn't for me. And it's sometimes it takes people 10, 20 times to to feel that pain. I don't understand how I'm not one of the people like I'm more of a two, three pain kind of person. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't I don't think this right. I don't think this I don't think this battle is mine. I got to I got to roll. I got to roll because you putting me like like you taking me off course. And I think that's one of the that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned while fighting this mental thing is how easy when you are mentally going through something and you have that weakness in you. Right. Because, again, I'm honest, it is what it is. When you when, when your mind is broken down, there's a certain level of weakness of you in you that people take advantage of. And you don't realize it while you're doing it. You don't you have no idea because. You're going through something. And in order for you to keep the peace, you're not saying nothing. But in reality, they're taking you off course because you're going to have to find your way back to your lane. And start at a deficit. Because once you go off course, you never you never like you never get back on course equally. You still got to go way back to where you was at before you start drifting. That's what triggered me. That's, that was one of the first thoughts that triggered me to say, all right, I got to start isolating. It's not so much about arguing with people. It's not so much about making people understand my perspective. It's not so much about me being tough and or uh, taking control. It's really about me staying focused on what I'm supposed to be doing and if responding, reacting in a way or in general, will that affect the path that I'm on? Will that affect the destination that I'm trying to get to? Will that affect the next phase of where I'm trying to get to? And if it does, all right, you can argue with yourself. I'll block you. I don't care. Like I, like I, I tell y'all all the time, I block so many people and, and mute so many people because I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm not better than nobody. I'm like, I don't assume that I'm better than nobody. I don't think that I'm better than nobody. However you want to slice it, I'm not that. 
What I am is a person who understands that there's so much negativity in the world that really gets on my nerves and still gets under my skin and it alters who I am. So because I'm trying to be who I say I am, I got to mute and or block you. I got to get you up out of here because I like you, you, you're not understanding. I didn't tread water. I didn't tread water for this long to swim for you. I didn't tread water for this long to hold you up. I didn't get I, like I didn't condition myself to be this strong to hold you up. This is me. I see that now. I see where I put myself at a deficit, given, you know, giving my strength to other people. I see now where I put myself at a at a deficit, caring, caring about things for people that they really didn't care about. They just wanted to 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 make it that way. We see so many times where we give people advice and they do the complete opposite. And I've learned from that. So now now I'm on my path. That's why, like, this podcast is based on self-awareness and accountability because it starts with you. If you are giving out everything first, you have nothing for yourself. But if you are focused uh, uh, and caring towards yourself and you are taking care of yourself and you are attempting to make yourself better, you can gauge what you want to give out. You could gauge how much you are willing to give out. Let me say that. So it's not that I completely don't want to have conversation with people. It's not that I completely don't want to help anybody anymore, but I'm going to gauge what I'm going to give you and how uh, vested I'm going to get in what you need help with. Because a lot of times we become more vested in the issue than than the person. They just want to complain and they want to create extra chaos instead of accepting accountability. And for me right now, accountability is the main thing for me because I want to make sure that I am who I say that I am. And in order for me to do that, I have to know where I'm wrong. I have to know where I'm bugging out. I have to be able to tell myself that. I have to do that. And reality is I'm conditioned to do that, but because I've been so focused on everybody else and everything else, uh, before I don't have the mental strength to take care of that. I've been bummed out because nobody understands that I'm really, really going through it with losing Kennedy. Like I'm for real going through it like every day. And I was bummed out at first and for a while, like, like why can't nobody understand that my child passed away and I'm hurting? Like, like bad, like, I, can't, I don't even know how to explain it. Why can't nobody understand that? Like, I was getting, I was hot. This person don't check on me about it. Like, they keep on telling me about other babies and da 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 da. Like, furious and so disrespected. But I had to just tell them, fam, for wait. Even if you explain to them, they're still not going to get it. Even if you yell at them, even if you call them out, even if you send subliminal messages, because, like, I'm not a subliminal message person, but in my mind, I'm like, I should, I should, because like, how are you, how? But I had to tell him, bro, this ain't they fight. This ain't they fight. 
Like Danny and Rusty and, and I think it was Ocean 12, they were like, where's Test? It ain't her fight. And then uh, 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 Matt Damon's character asked them both, where the girl is at? They both said, it ain't their fight. And I had to realize that. If I'm realizing or if I'm understanding that people don't understand, right? And people don't care to understand. Because they're treading their own water. And they're going through their own things. And so I had to understand that I can't be mad. It doesn't doesn't matter how close people say they are to you. It doesn't matter. Everybody's going through what they're going through. I had to understand that. But for me, I'm like, okay, cool. I can't give, like, right now I have to focus my strength on keeping my mind together from losing my child. I don't want to hang out. I can't. Well, one, I'm not hanging out because of COVID. But even if it wasn't, I can't. I don't have the energy for it. I don't have the mental capacity to be trying to be entertaining to anyone. I'm not okay. I won't, I don't know when I'll be okay. And I don't think anyone really understands that. Yeah, I have to deal with it. I have other kids that need me. My God kids, they need me. My, my sons, my, my oldest daughter, they need me. I get that. And I'm present. But I'm still treading water about my baby. I'm not conditioned enough about that. I still cry when I when I when I see TikToks and I see people on 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 social media being able to be with their babies and see their 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 baby girls grow up. I like I love my kids. I I love my sons. Like so, I don't ever want to make it seem like they are not equal to my daughters. But I didn't I I didn't get the opportunity to see my babies grow up. I didn't, I didn't get that. My, 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 my oldest daughter is eight. I didn't get the opportunity to see her, to, to see her become who she is right now. Kennedy passed away at birth. I didn't, I didn't get to see that. I'm still treading water with that. I'm not conditioned enough, but everything else I'm conditioned for. I'm not dealing with attitude. I'm not dealing with people being overbearing. I'm not dealing with chaos, period. I'm not allowing things to alter my space. I can't do it. I work too hard to be who I'm supposed to be. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I went off path my own self without anybody else. I went off path a million times. But I could deal with that because I did it. Because I made the mistake of going that way. But then when you start thinking about like all the people who, who have come into your life and led you that way taking advantage of you and you start thinking like, wow, why, why they did that? And more importantly, why didn't I see it for what it was? That was one of the things I was able to reconcile this week. People are going to do to you what you allow them to do. So I can't be mad at anybody for doing anything that I consider wrong or bad to me. I stayed. I allowed the friendship to continue. I allowed the relationship to continue. I'm not saying you right for treating me that way. 
I'm not saying you right for speaking to me, doing or whatever. But as much as I got to be mad at you, I have to be mad at myself for not recognizing and not acting on getting away from you. Because I'm conditioned to see stuff like that. I'm, I'm I am like my job on the like my job on the football field from the time that I was 6 until the time that I was 21. I'm the last line of defense. I'm I'm literally conditioned to see the entire field. But I didn't in my life. Got blinded. Got distracted. Fell for some trick plays. That's a me thing. Again, I don't care. I'm not taking nobody else's accountability. Yeah, you did what you did, yada, yada, whatever. And the ball was in your court, but I allowed it to stay there because I was blinded. Because I forgot my conditioning, because I forgot the skill that I have uh, that I obtained and managed for, you know, 15, 20 something years. So I'm reminded that. Treading water is going to be the, the thing that saves me. Because that's the thing that forces you. To use all of your senses at once to come up with the best solution for your situation. You have to be physically strong. You have to be mentally strong. You have to be you have to be spiritually strong to tread water because there's so much going into your mind. Like, let's take away the pool. Let's take away the pool aspect and say you're having to tread water in the ocean and there's no land in sight. That's how life is. Life is essentially you being in the middle of the ocean, treading water, trying to figure out the best solution to get you to where you're supposed to go. To put you in a financial position to be who you want to be, to put you around people who you gonna love and 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 uh, be with friendship, relationship wise, put you in a position to uh, get your education together like that. That's what we're in. And if we keep on allowing people to sit on our shoulders and we keep on um, allowing people to put their books in our book bag and we keep on allowing people to put ankle weights on us that belong to them, we are going to continue to drown. We're going to continue to go off course. We're going to continue to be at a deficit because we're not worrying about ourselves It is important that you you show care to your neighbor. It is important. I'm not saying that. And by neighbor, I don't mean literally your neighbor. I mean, like by people just in general. It's important that you show care. It's important that if you are a supportive person and you put your word on it, it's important that you, you know, you you're there for people. Right. But it's also important for you to. 
recognize when when no one is fulfilling their part of your friendship, their part of your relationship. It's important for you to to know that, and it's important for you to be strong enough to be like, all right, I I, I can't deal, because you're not you're, you're like you're hindering me. You're hindering me for, from going to the next phase that I need to go to because I'm working to get here and you still back here. Uh, 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 you, you, you have the appearance, right? You have the appearance in the open of trying to, to, uh, to make me better, but essentially like, it's like the parachute. Like when you, um, when you're running, right? Like, yeah, the parachute is going to get you stronger. Like that's what it's meant for. But in real time, it looks like it's holding you back. And that's what happens when you start adding stuff that don't belong to you. That's what happens when you're not conditioned. You you take on much more than you need to from other people. And now you're at a deficit. You can't get to the finish line in the time you were supposed to because that parachute is stuff that don't belong to you. So when you are going through life and you are you you are finding yourself in all these conflicts and you are finding yourself um, at these emotional deficits, you're finding yourself feeling disrespected. Just understand. It's you. Because at some point. You knew what it was, you know what it is, you know what it's going to be. And you stay and or you don't speak up for yourself or you do speak up for yourself in a way that creates more chaos and, and, and doesn't restore any type of order. And that's what we do as human beings until you get to that point of understanding. It's time to be by myself. It's time for me to learn who I am. Some people get that. Like some people are lucky enough to get to that phase early in their life. Some people have to wait a little bit later, like myself. Like essentially I start isolating because of my attitude and I start wanting to respond to people in the way that they were making me feel. So I'm like, nah, I'm too grown to be out here throwing tantrums. Like, cause in my mind, defending myself is a tantrum. That's just, Never mind. In my mind, defending myself is attached. So a lot of times I don't say nothing because I take it far in my responses. I do. I admit that. But knowing that, I isolate. Knowing that, I put I, I pull back from everything and everybody because I feel like I shouldn't have to explain to you that what you're doing is taking me off path. Like you're you're like you see me going north and you are trying to. Like you're you're trying to take me south. Like you should see that if you are who you say you are to me. And so knowing that, that's why I initially start choosing isolation. But as I start using that time for um for meditation and I start using that time to really focus on um wanting to genuinely feel be- uh, feel better and not like I'm not saying anybody wants to sit in depression. But sometimes we give up. We do because it's hard. It really is like when you get in that fog, like sometimes it's just really hard. And so I'm using that that time, though, I'm using that time that. 
I'm using that time that I'm isolating. Like this time that I'm like completely, I'm not talking to nobody. I'm not doing anything, whatever. I'm using that time to tread water now in real time because I have to condition myself for whatever the next phase is. I have to be prepared for that. I don't want to move into the next phase of my life like I've been living my life. I want to be able to to speak clearly and say, I don't like what you're doing to me and I'm not talking to you. I want to be able to move smoothly and just, I'm not talking to you. And it just be what it is. I'm not mad. I'm not bothered. I'm not anything. But you're not adding nothing to my life right now. And every time I speak to you, it's on some bullshit. And be okay with that. Because, again, it goes back to the, the void thing. But, I, like, for me, it's like I'm cool. It, it is what it is because, like I said before, the things that are going on with me health-wise all have to do with stress. I don't stress me out. I don't get honestly, I don't get stressed until I have to deal with somebody else. So for me, the common thing or the common denominator that is other people. So I ain't it's not malice. It's not hatred. It's not even anger. It's me. I need to get better. And for me to get better, I have to focus on me. I don't need any I don't need any other extras. Like right now, I'm trying to be as peaceful as I could possibly be. Right now, I'm trying to grow in my business the best that I can. Right now, I'm trying to do my best at work, best I can, trying to be the best parent that I possibly can. And for me, isolation is allowing me to get back to my ground zero so I can meditate and be at peace and read more and learn more things to be able to now move to whatever the next phase is. But I want to be prepared. So I got to use this time to tread water. To use this time to to like this is my reset. Like this time in my life is my reset. It's me letting go and sinking to the bottom and holding my breath as long as I can. It's me having my eyes closed and me understanding that I know that it's hard. I know that it's chaotic. I know that everything is moving every which way. But you got it. You just have to focus on what the what, what the mission is and you have to get there. So let it go. Get back up there. Tread that water and condition yourself because the next phase is going to be harder than this one. And you have to be prepared for that. You have to be strong enough. You have to be uh, physically strong enough. You have to be mentally strong enough. You have to be capable of being in that darkness and finding that little piece of light and getting to it. Peace.